This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah, it's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco, and... I I just don't want to become the devil's bitch. I want to be evil. (laughs) Evil dead. 2013. I've always been evil. I've always been the caretaker here, sir. (laughs) It's true. You've always been here. You've always been in the back room. But uh, here we are, almost done with the Evil Dead franchise. We got another podcast coming up in two weeks where we will be covering the Evil Dead game. But, but finally, we are here to the Evil Dead remake, reboot, reimagining, whatever it is you officially want to call it. It's another entry in the Evil Dead franchise, and it's awesome. So I'm ready. <laughs> I just watched the Bruce Campbell one again. You telling me they remade Evil Dead? <laughs> oh shit! Completely unprepared. <laughs> oh no! no. Uh, yes, twenty thirteen, the year we got this Evil Dead remake. I, I guess that's the how you differentiate this one is we have the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, aka Medieval Dead, and then we just have Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. They took out the yeah. so that, minus the yeah takes takes it into a whole different direction. Easier to find on uh, streaming services, right? Because at that point in time, it was alphabetical. So if you put the in, the there, in you front know. of it, my god damn it, <laughs> you're keep, all the way down at the tail end of the alphabet, I man. In the wrong one. <laughs> but I remember, I remember when this movie came out in 2013. I actually got to the theater to see it. I was, uh, I would say, lukewarm hyped. I wasn't like. I've got to be first show of the day, Freddy versus Jason style hype. But I was like, you know, I think I'll go see that when it comes out. And I'm pretty sure this was, this is uh, the arms folded era for, for, for you, Raj. It sure was. Uh, so I'm the exact opposite. I was beyond hyped. Really? You know, Evil Dead, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead is my, like one of my favorite movies of all time. So uh, I was so ready for a very dark gnarly evil dead movie you're a complicated guy get to the theater and i don't know whether it was the because we saw it at a midnight screening the day before it opened we had to drive a long ways away because we knew some people who owned a theater like a small mom and pop theater like 80 miles away or something so we drove to this theater um they you know they unlock the door, let us in, we get popcorn, and they fucking juice it up, we're ready to go, let's watch this movie. And I just don't know if it was the combination of the long drive, the late night. I've heard this. Uh, the people. I've heard this reasoning before. <laughs> yeah, the people who were who ran the theater, uh, I'm not sure if I was, I just wasn't vibing, right? And so the whole movie, I was grumpy Gus, arms folded, Raj, you know, and then you get home about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I just was like, man... I need to watch The Evil Dead, because that sucked. That sucked so bad. And then uh, when it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, I bought it day one. And then my opinion completely changed immediately. So, I don't know. I think that's the. I think we just found the root cause for why we... 
occasionally will go down that route of being like, did you see that? Like, yep. Didn't like it one bit. And like, you said, we're going to buy it. And like, yeah. Cause my of opinion course. might change. It changed mm-hmm. that one time. Maybe it'll happen again. Will lightning strike twice? Will I like the fog the second time around seeing the remake? <laughs> no. Uh... But you had that hope. That was your hope. I feel like I've, I've, I've figured out a bit more into the psyche of Raj, and that's the hope every time is he hopes he has the Evil Dead experience again with something he doesn't like. Where something will, uh, you know, uh, whether you know I'm in a different place in my life or, or whatever, uh, it will connect with me. A little bit, a little bit better, and Evil Evil Dead definitely did that for me. Once I got it home and was in my own house and had the lights down and had my own snacks and and just really got to absorb the movie. I'm like, oh, you know, the Delta, the cabin looks great. The Deadites are fucking incredible. Like the gore is so good in this movie. I don't know. I just, I just. I have no answer for why I didn't enjoy it the first time around. But uh, this happens to be a movie that I watch at least once a month. At least. Oh, jeez. I I don't get to it too too often. I don't, I don't know for whatever reason is. Uh, the wife's not a huge Evil Dead franchise fan. So getting one of these movies on, I kind of have to do it. And I already have started it before she's conscious or aware <laughs> of it being on. So then she can't really, she would feel bad if up on like 20, 30 minutes in, she's like, can we watch something else? She'd be like, you know what, just go ahead and finish it, but don't be pulling this shit again anytime soon. I don't know what, <laughs> what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's just. It's your namesake, too. That's what's sad. <laughs> hey, you know, different strokes, different folks. She doesn't hate, she doesn't hate the franchise, but I don't think right. she's ever in the mood to be like, you know what, throw that on. And maybe it's because this one's it's it's true to the sense of being a very tangibly like visceral film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, going back to like different strokes for different folks. Uh, your wife and my wife both don't care at all one fucking iota for Halloween films. Michael Myers. And uh, I think you and I, especially over the past, like, five, six years, have kind of, like, because we, we did the Halloween marathon that one year on Halloween. Like, um, I don't remember what year that was, but, man, what a benchmark, like, weird thing we decided to do. This is all before the, uh, the uh, 2018 movie came out. So, yeah, one Halloween. Uh, on top of doing regular trick-or-treating duties... Raj and I both in separate locations are like, let's watch every movie in the franchise, including Halloween Six, twice. Twice. Uh, it was how it was 2018 because Halloween 2018 was in theaters, so that's why we weren't able to uh. watch it at home. So I, yeah, I remember that vividly, and I gained about 19 pounds overnight because I was like, not only am I am I going to watch every Halloween movie, I'm only going to eat candy and drink soda. No real food that entire day, and boy, the next morning at work, I wanted to die. You can tell, like for a while at least, I know you had the snaps saved that we were sending back and forth. <laughs> and you just can see the progression of the madness as the night went on. Like we begin that night much like Evil Dead. Like, yeah, let's let's help our friend get off heroin. By the end of the <laughs> night, we're like, I'm cutting my arm off with a fucking <laughs> with this saw here. 
That's only because I had to end the night with fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. But <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was the worst. Actually, no, didn't you save Halloween 6, the producer's cut, and end with, ended with that? Oh, that's right. That's true. That's how I had to do it. So, But by that time, I was completely fried. John, I, you had a better better run because I tried to end with Halloween 2, H2, and I watched Halloween, Cur- The Curse of, just back-to-back. Ugh. Yeah, and when it ended, there were, like, birds chirping, like the sun was getting ready hey, to come up. It was clearly, I, like, four in the morning. Yeah, and I had to be at work at six, and I was like, I fucked up <laughs> big time. Oh, you but, didn't you know, you don't take my route. I, was, I, I don't work, like, two days before Halloween, and I don't work at least two or three days post. They wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me. They, they, uh, they threatened to fire me if I missed the day after Halloween. So <laughs> they, they know. Fuck them. Um, but either way, back to Evil Dead 2013. Do you want to, uh, I mean, I know the plot synopsis is fairly similar to the Evil Dead. There's a little bit of a tweak to it. So you want to let the good folks out there in internet land know what it is and then we'll get into it? Oh, yeah, I say this is where Evil Dead succeeded where the Nightmare on Elm Street remake failed. Like, they made a different enough movie in the right ways. And kept some nod type things, fairly deep cut, wink nod, mm-hmm. and um, subtext kind of things, but made a lot of different changes. I was like, oh man, if Nightmare did this, it would have been gangbusters, which is funny because this I think did do well and still didn't get any other sequels to it. <laughs> but th- yeah, this is a story of a group of friends that all go out to a. Old family cabin to help somebody get off heroin, and slowly, one by one, evil starts taking them because somebody just has to read a goddamn book that is wrapped up in a trash bag and barbed wire. They're like, <laughs> some things just should be left alone, and uh, yeah, this is the like the legit version of the movie Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so. Yeah, I tried to burn it. It just won't burn. Which, I, you know, if you can't burn it, couldn't you, like, dig, like, a six-foot hole, throw it in there, and cover it in quickcrete? Or do you think it would float to the top? Like, I mean, you can't burn it. Why wouldn't you just rip it into small pieces? Let's put it through a shredder. Just sit there and just shred it bit by bit by bit by bit. Be that dude from, you know, uh, uh, the Langoliers and just rip pages and make <laughs> orgasm faces the whole time you're ripping the pages out of the book. <laughs> there's ways, there's other ways to do things other than burning things. <laughs> That's true, but uh, nobody seems to explore them in this movie. And, uh, dude, I, I just got to say, uh, first of all, shout out to the homie Lou Taylor Pucci, who uh, kind of takes over our our Scotty role essentially because I don't I, I I never remember his actual name I just because after we met him I'm like he's just Lou Taylor Pucci and everything yeah so I'm like I don't I still don't remember what his name is is it is it Eric I also forget I think Eric's the lead guy but uh-huh. uh Lou Taylor Pucci man he gets put through the goddamn ringer in this movie oh, and geez. uh where where it's different from the Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two is in both of those movies, even though the first, The Evil Dead, is more of a horror movie, the some of the violence is still like right there on the, the edge of 
Three Stooges. You know what I mean? Where like you can almost be like, haha, that's hilarious. The, yeah, the torture, the torture in the first movie is all psychological. The physical mm-hmm. damage in the first movie is uh, Bruce Campbell can't get a a flimsy ass Target bought bookshelf off of him. <laughs> in 2013, yeah. Lou Taylor Pucci is not really psychologically abused. But goddamn, is he probably the most physically abused person? He's right there with the chick from Austin Powers. Why won't you die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is getting just fucking shredded nonstop through this movie. Which uh, that's the other thing about this movie that I I tend to really really lean into. Which I again, when I saw it in theaters, just wasn't vibing. But just the overall tone of this film, it's so heavy like a like a soggy blanket it's it's so hard to explain you know what i mean like soggy blanket that sounds way worse yeah the atmosphere in this movie uh and there's a perfect moment which i believe they used in the trailer if i'm not mistaken where uh the lead says you know don't don't worry everything's gonna be fine and lou taylor pucci goes is it because i don't know if you noticed but ever since we got here things have been getting worse I feel like that was in the trailer. That was in at least one of them. That's like the whole point of this movie is uh, it has a similar to- tone to like Pet Cemetery. Like, you know, at the beginning of Pet Cemetery, when they get there, it should be happy, but it's not. Like right from Jump, like when she, uh, Ellie, gets hurt on the tire swing and, you know, it just progressively gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And that's how this Evil Dead is for me. It's like... The whole time you're watching it, you just kind of feel like you should scoot back in your seat just something's, a little bit Something's more. coming. Mm-hmm. Although, I, and part of that is just the set design and just the environment in which they're shooting in. Flawless. Which looks very, very similar to, like, the uh, natural aesthetic that's in the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, love it. Like, it's kind of, kind of rainy and misty where they are mm-hmm. and... Uh, beautiful just green trees and nature all around i'm like i dig that but i can i can sense and other folks probably like there's a dark ominous like presence to this place and i don't know why these group of people all decide this cabin is where they should go i guess they make the it's their family it's their family cabin yeah they make that uh, excuse that it's the family cabin i was like this i'm like when was the last time they were there this thing looks about as decrepit as the original evil dead cabin Mm -hmm. but group of friends all go there because our lead our well our not lead lead mia has a bit of a drug problem and she's gonna go ahead and go through (laughs) I guess, what, the three days, like the first three days are the worst or week or whatever. I don't know how long they plan on staying there, but they're like. Right. I saw Walk the Line. I thought it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the episode of My Name is Earl. I think it's three days. If you get past the first three days, then it's all downhill. So It's all gravy from there. Yeah. Kicking heroin. So she's going to go cold turkey. She she brings the last bit of her heroin with her. They dump it in a well, and they're like, all right. Which we're is gonna- their water supply. Let me just <laughs> That's the whole movie. Uh, I don't know. They're all fucking high on heroin. So it's cabin fever. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if heroin would increase or decrease the quality of the water if it's coming from that well. They're like, yeah, well, this is let's hold up in this cabin while she goes cold turkey off heroin. That should be a great idea. I can't imagine. Yeah. Imagine a better. Week. I'm looking forward to a wonderful weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're about to get it too. Um, 
because coincidentally, before our uh, group of 20-somethings arrive at this cabin, we get the little prologue of a bunch of locals, I would assume. Um, <laughs> Straight out of the hills uh, have eyes. Yeah. Um, and they're the good guys. That's the flip. <laughs> yeah, killing a possessed deadite um, in the basement of this cabin. And so obviously it's like they they used the book to um, you know try to expel the Kandarian demon from the girl in the opening sequence, but when it fails, you know they just they just bail and they leave all that crap in the basement. I don't know. Was that the possessed girl or was that the group of locals that had all the dead animals hanging in the basement? I think it was probably the locals. I think there was probably something in the we needed book this aesthetic. about animal sac- animal sacrifice. Like they set like, out like four of the locals to start wrangling cats and dogs, and like we got to hang <laughs> thirty three of them in the basement, all in a spiral pattern, in order to to do this right. And worst case scenario, we're gonna burn her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which. I saw that coming the first time that I saw the movie. I was like, she is 100% a deadite because that's just kind of, that's kind of the motif of the films. But what I wasn't prepared for was the new look of the deadites. And uh, if you've, if you listener have listened to evil and I long enough, or, or if you're new, uh, we have a, we have a, a thing about the look of Reagan in the exorcist and basically every single deadite in this film kind of has that look a little bit i think jane levy has the best look of it which yeah one of the things that irritated me is that's in the trailer her doing the uh we're gonna get you not another peep line not really in like the regular cut of the movie Right, it's in the two-disc special edition cut, which our Tech Man remix actually owns. It bumps the runtime up like a seven minutes or more, but that sequence is in there. It irritates because I only have I just I just have a I have a Target brand steel book that came out. I don't even have the steel book. I just have the uh, it's got a slip cover, but <laughs> like the first the first. Uh, yeah, ugh, fucking cardboard. Uh, the first edition of the Blu-ray that came out. So eventually I'll buy that two-disc because, uh, you know, I want all the deleted scenes. I want that extended cut for I, sure. I want things. <laughs> give so me give more them. things. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you already brought it up, but uh, I have seen way worse dead animal props. Let me just say that. <laughs> Some pretty good dead animals in this movie. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the odd driving factors of it not getting played more here is, you know, you don't see anything. We do get a, a dog getting just beat to death, which has the weirdest goddamn dog name I've ever heard in my life. Grandpa. Grandpa. Like, what the fuck? You're going to wake up, Grandpa. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, who the hell decided on this? And they're like, is this dog just living there on his own? Did they forget the dog? The dog come with David? Yeah, the the brother brought the dog. Which, uh, that actor's name, I love his, his real name. Shiloh Fernandez. <laughs> Definitely sounds like some guy is trying to, to hook up with your wife while he's repairing the cable kind of thing. But what was your, what was your thoughts 
Uh, I know this is arm full, arms folded Raj, but what was your thoughts when you first saw, you saw the crew, the cast and everything, and then you saw this guy, David, come out, which, I don't know if you got the impression as I was like, oh, this is probably supposed to be our Ash. I'm not sure if I'm sold on him, like, from first, first uh, appearance. He does, gr mm. he did grow on me, and they totally pull a complete swerve bro with the end which is i actually like the old okie doke yeah, yeah it's a really uh the structure of this movie phenomenal let me just say that there is one thing that i would change which i will get to after i answer your question yeah uh as far as david goes right uh uh i'll say this a good good leading man handsome you know strong not a bad actor um but in all, in all honesty, I just was assuming uh, that all of these people were meat for the beast. Like, I was like, no one's making it. Because I had that uh, in the back of my head about how the original The Evil Dead ends. And we're both in agreement, and I'm sure that the audience is in agreement, that fucking Ash dies at the end of the original film. So, I was assuming that they were all toast. And this is what I would change. So... That's a perfect segue mm -hmm. into that is at the end when he goes full-blown Sam Raimi mode and makes this defibrillator, you know, um, and then he sticks her with it and she wakes up and she's alive, right? And everything's okay. Uh, he goes back into the house, into the cabin. And when I was watching it in theaters, I was like, she is not normal. Like she's <laughs> no. not back to normal. Trust no one. Like, yeah. And so I just had this thought that he was going to go in, and uh, the Lou Taylor Pucci Deadite was going to attack him, and he was going to try to get out. And when he opened the door, she would be a Deadite too. And like the oh, cabin is shit. burning. You know what I mean? Like I thought. I thought it was like, oh, he thought he saved her, and that was going to be a Swerve Bro moment. But. Uh, that's not how it happened, but I was assuming that everyone was going to die right there at the end. Mm. So, see, I would have my my flip would have been I would I would just I would have uh, had David go out on the shield moment, but I would have had Lou Taylor Pucci clinging to life and survive with Mia, <laughs> like he like he doesn't do anything the whole finale fight. Like leave the whole finale fight as it is. Like have her just assume he's possibly dead. But she just mm -hmm. rolls up to his fucking beat the shit almost corpse after she's defeated evil. And he's like, I'm, I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I don't want to get sick. I don't want any of us to get sick. But you two fucking fuckers <laughs> insist on touching her. <laughs> that guy does deserve to die if he was in any horror movie he's in. But I do. I don't know. How, I, I, I couldn't give it to anybody else. I had to give the brown panty to, to Lou Taylor Pucci because he's just oh, so. Oh, that's 100%. He's so good. I'm not even sure he's dead when he is dead. Like, when he just lets him kind of float away in the water, I'm like, we're not sure, sure he's dead. Like, I thought he was already dead three times. But he comes back as a deadite at the end, so you know, officially. Or not. He's dead. I'm not sure. He might just, you know, <laughs> just sleep in his eyes or something. That just, that's, what that coat, that's what heroin water does to your face. Uh, speaking of deadites, though, I know we had this conversation when we talked about Evil Dead 2 and how, you know, you thought that the Henrietta battle at, at the end was enough. And that the big, like, meatball that comes through the front door. <laughs> the face of evil. Yeah. That's... Yeah, the face of evil. 
So which do you prefer? Do you prefer that meatball at the end of Evil Dead 2, or do you prefer the the big baddie quotations at the end of the Evil Dead remake? Because uh, the one that comes out of the ground with the blood and is, you know, all over Mia. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got this. I totally got this. Um the precursor, like the wrestling entrance of the big baddie for twenty thirteen is fantastic. It is mm-hmm. like when the rain of blood begins. It's like a stomach drop, like fuck. It's <laughs> there's it's something else. It's coming. And then kind of <laughs> the confrontation with this uh being is uh, fairly easy to defeat just a chainsaw straight to the face uh, yeah, kind of thing. It's crawling. You know, it crawls the whole time. This has power, but doesn't have much power. And the intro to Evil Dead 2's big evil tree face is funny, but I would say probably has more of a fighting chance than the 2013 one did, even though it doesn't mm. do anything either, but at least I mean, at least this thing tips the vehicle over on Mia, and she has to rip her own hand off, which this movie also has a good amount, I would say, of jackass-quality cringe scenes in it. Gore? Oh, yeah. No, just, just stuff It's like, ugh, where you're going to... Yeah, know, where you go. Like, it's like watching... Yeah, it's like watching dude get his tooth ripped out from a fucking uh, Ferrari in Jackass. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have... Mia running her tongue on a box cutter. That's real good. We got the, uh, of course, we got the arm getting sawed off with the, with, with like the, the turkey carver yeah, the, or whatever. Yeah, the ham carver, which I'm like, bullshit. My, my fucking electric chainsaw won't even cut shrubbery outside. <laughs> like, that's this little fucking Sears bought meat cutter is going to go through bone and muscle. So, which one do you think is worse? Because there's so many good, uh, cringe inducing moments for me it's got to be lou taylor pucci getting the fucking hypodermic needle like pulling it out of his eye fuck you that's bad the her ripping her own hand off is pretty rough just because of how they 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 have the camera angle on it but oddly enough and i even had to make this comment because uh colt 45 actually covered this a few months back and uh, they discuss it in there, and I had to message, uh, beat him down, and say that that hurt me so much it still hurts me. But it's when, <laughs> and it's and it's the pooch. It's when Poochie <laughs> takes that full flat back on the edge of that toilet. Yeah. Oh, it's good. And I'm like, ah, damn! I can Dude. feel that in my bones. Mm-hmm. Like I just uh, kill me there. Like, yeah, <laughs> I might welcome getting stabbed in the eye just to have pain somewhere else because I can I can feel that toilet <laughs> shot. That is the worst goddamn hit in the movie for me. Everything is bad. They're all bad, but the one that hurts me the most is hitting that toilet. Some true lies shit. <sighs> a fucking bad bathroom showdown. That's, that's uh, burn notice logic. I always have a fight in the bathroom. There's lots of hard surfaces, and porcelain is porcelain is no goddamn joke. It is very hard. It is very unforgiving, and when it is cut, it is sharper than glass. Oh yeah. 
lots of downsides to fighting in a basement. Number one being you're fighting in a fucking basement. basement. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and oddly enough, that's a, that's another one of the things that I wanted to talk about is the the uh, possession aspect in this film. Like, obviously, all the Evil Dead films, you you risk becoming host to a Candarian demon, but in this movie, the way that they approach it, it's it's almost like you are dying. Like, it's not like you get sick and you go to sleep like Linda in the first movie. You know, she gets stabbed, she goes, takes a nap, and gets possessed or whatever. They cover all avenues, really. Like, they have the you die, you turn. If you've gotten puked on by someone that has it, you turn. Mm-hmm. But that's th- that one specifically. She runs into the bathroom to get that needle, and it's like... You know, she's she's still she's moving. She's in motion and it just stops her. Yeah. That is so fucking scary to me. Like every time I watch that sequence, you can see it in her eyes that she knows something's wrong. She starts to cry, she drops the thing, she pisses herself, and then she's a fucking demon. Like, boom. And uh then the whole time when Lou Taylor Pucci goes in to check on her, you're like it ain't going to go well for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> run, Lou, run. Which is funny that Lou gets the brown panty when all this is pretty much his fault also. <laughs> it really is. Because he finds, he finds the Book of the Dead, like I said, wrapped in a trash bag, covered in barbed wire. And, of course, dude has to find cutters to cut the barbed wire off, pull it out, and then start reading the goddamn thing. There ever ever a book you're like, don't read, it's this movie's Necronomicon. Yeah, well, he he doesn't just cut it open and fucking read it because it's all scribbled out. So he's got to get a piece of paper and do that old school, like, detective, uh, you know, business. So he goes through a lot just to be able to read it. This, this poor man just needs a smartphone or something. Like, there's, Yeah. That is desperate. I mean, I know he's like a teacher, but that is boredom to the 10th power and you're like i gotta know what's i mean there's nothing else to do but hang out with this person coming down off heroin i need to know what's in this book you could go for a walk you know something but i think for you and i uh having to give lou taylor pucci the brown panty award is because he kind of hits all those criteria you and i really like of the everyman yeah he when everyone's introduced he's the one i'm like that's the Ash. He's the unassuming guy, exactly how he was in the first movie. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. that's my Ash. Not this 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 David guy is too fucking chiseled and too good yeah. looking. Like, give me this Eric guy. He's he fits the he fits the mold. Yeah, because uh, David is like wicked chiseled, and he's there on a mission. You know, he's you know gonna save his sister at all costs type of deal. And you got Lou Taylor Pucci, who's like, we've tried this before. I'm annoyed. I don't like you. Uh, you know. Just he just kind of seems like the guy that you and I would root for in any situation. Like the guy who's just like, you know what? Like <laughs> in his wardrobe, like he feels like he could have fit in the original Evil Dead or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like he's got, oh yeah, he has the most timeless look of anyone in the movie. Plaid man, he's rocking Scotty's gear, but uh, yeah, and like long hair, a beard, like these big rim glasses, like you, you, you couldn't narrow down what era he is living mm-hmm. in. The cool thing about this movie, which we kind of went a little hard when we were talking about the Elm Streets reboot, uh, how a lot of the stuff that was done for that movie seemed to be 
shoehorned sequences that were specifically for the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. With with this movie, um, it doesn't feel like it has trailer moments, with the exception of that uh, sequence where you know, not another peep, time to go to sleep. Yeah, the, the basement uh, trapdoor. Yeah, that's very like. I mean, well, it's integral to the film, but it's a, a very, like, eye-catching trailer moment to make you go, aha, remember? The original. Um, this movie, we do have uh, kind of the tree rape. It's a it's a different, very different. It's om- it's not like it's uh, holding her down and, and raping her. Uh, I guess it's holding her up and raping her, so it's different, you know? <laughs> but, uh... uh- yeah, and the first one it gets it comes off more as a uh, rape, and this one it comes off like a seventy thirty like rape and like uh, possession. Yeah, taking taking over the body of or infecting, uh, however mm-hmm. yeah. however you want to slice it. Which uh, Jane Levy, uh, I totally dig her in this movie. I only knew her before this. I knew her from a TV show called Suburgatory, which I think probably lasted the whole season or two it was on. And She's the lead from Don't uh, Breathe, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the first Don't Breathe. It's the only thing I've ever seen her in. I know there's, uh, as of this recording time, uh, she is not officially in the Evil Dead, the game, but man, do I do That's all I see is people going, <laughs> where's Mia? Where's Mia? Where's Mia? I'm like, forget me from the, anything from this movie. Give me fucking Lou Taylor Pucci and Mia. But... All, all day, and make it so it's like impossible to kill Lou Taylor Pucci. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Jane Levy, yeah, does a does a great job as being a uh, a lead, and then she totally becomes our first victim slash possessed demon, mm-hmm. and then she goes full circle. And yeah, I was not expecting her to die, get resurrected, and then she's the last one standing. I was like, that is a better way of doing something different like you could have done the same thing like they tried to do on that elm street remake of like let's just have a nancy and nancy will be the last one to survive we'll just swap up a little bit here and there they're like nah fuck it we ain't got an ash we don't need an ash we'll just have a female do it yeah and uh this is fede alvarez right so uh fede went Mm -hmm. on to do i mean tons of great stuff including don't breathe but um there, there's something about this movie that's so like it's so violent, but it's so entertaining. But like it walks this weird line, kind of like the rest of the franchise, I suppose. Where like, oh yeah, there are sequences, sequences that absolutely terrify me, and then there are moments where I'm absolutely laughing and having a good time. But at the the whole time, I'm still kind of white knuckled. It's a really weird uh, tone to describe. And Perfect example is the uh, dude's girlfriend cutting her arm off with that cle- with that uh, what the fuck is that thing? Just a turkey cutter? I, that's what I would call it. it's a turkey carver. A little little electric turkey carver because we she just has a, an arm that's infected. You you can hear her like in her monologue. I mean, not literally, but you can you can feel you can know what the conversation is. There had been like I got this cleaver thing. I should cut my arm off, and we have possessed Mia going. Don't cut it off. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure if she's like just fucking with her or like she really doesn't want her to cut it off. And then, you know, she starts cutting it off. And then we have a funny kind of line where she's like, I feel better as it's hanging on by a fucking tendon mm-hmm. and then snaps and falls. Like horrible, gross, 
and kind of funny. And it's also, yeah. it has a great balance of CG where it works and a lot of practical stuff there. So, which always works. So that's, I think, why it has that good blend that isn't quite working in the Nightmare remake. We don't have, we don't have, in Evil Dead, we do not have the wall scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing uh, CGI standout that's like, well, that's just not going to age. That's what I was going to bring up is, uh, and you already said it, is it's a perfect blend of CGI and practical. It's It walks the fine line. Uh, look, CGI blood I'm always going to kind of have a problem with, which is the only real uh, CGI in this sequence is a little bit of CGI blood spilling from her. But it doesn't look so bad as to take you out of it. It just it just looks CGI enough for you to go. It's, that is not practical, it, you know. But it's parsley on the plate. It's not the steak itself. Yeah, and uh, boy, that whole sequence. Which I got to bring this up because every time we see this in a movie, my wife gets irate. She's always like, "That's not how nail guns work," uh, you know, because it has to have compressed air attached to it. And all these nail guns in movies, people are just like running around shooting, and uh, that's not how it works. I, I've I mean, yet to see a nail gun that that works like that. I mean, am I am I doing the lethal weapon two logic? Like it worked, it worked there. That's where I saw it done first. <laughs> it's got to have air. I mean, you have to have compressed air to shoot a nail through something, let alone shoot it through the air, fucking. 50 feet into someone's hand or whatever. I mean, but. if Adam Green can make a gas-powered belt sander, I don't know why we can't make like a gas-powered like nail projectile. Or I suppose, yeah. There's there's the logic, uh, Mrs. DeMarco, if you're listening. But uh, I'm going to be looking this up when we're done recording. We're like this has to <laughs> somehow exist. Like a non-air compression uh, nail gun. It has to be out there. We are clearly not uh, handy men. We are not handy men, Earl. But we, I will figure this out. All right. Well, I'll put you on the case. I will figure it out. But despite that uh, technically not being possible, uh, what a weapon. For real. For real, dude. Like, the threat of that nail gun is awesome. And uh, I also like when David gets shot and is just like, get the gun away from her. Like, bro, you just got fucking shot. And you're just like. Uh, he's reacting like that dude from Hard Ticket to Hawaii, like getting shot right in the heart and being like, I've been better, but I'll live. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much worse you could get, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> you got shot in the heart with a fucking shotgun, and you're like, I've, I've been better. Uh, I'm all right, though. Or you're looking right now, aren't you? <laughs> yes, we have the Hilt 274638GX120 Gas. Actuated, A-C-T-U-A-T-E-D, actuated, actuated, fully automatic fastening nail gun package. Okay. Gas. Well, I stand correct. Gas powered. This thing is cordless, $229. All right, let's buy one. We can get this shit from Home Depot today. (laughs) And go shoot at ballistic gel dummies. Some of these are going up to like almost $600 nail guns. Some are low like about 60 to to $100. I'm like those are probably the bullshit ones that she's thinking of, but like a $700 nail this thing looks huge. <laughs> Some Patrick Bateman shit. This I mean, this one here for 230, it's got like a magazine on it. Oh yeah, yeah, they should. 
It's got a full magazine. <laughs> like it's the Mac Ten of nail guns. <laughs> Drive by, uh, which that deadite straight up uses this nail gun like a Mac Eleven, <laughs> just round after round into poor Lou Taylor Pucci. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I felt like our buddy when we were playing the game. Oh, he's he's dead. You can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> this keeps firing into him. Yeah, you will. You may not feel any worse for a guy than you feel than you feel for Lou Taylor Pucci in this movie. The abuse he, this man takes, mm-hmm. it is ungodly. Like I said, not psychological. All that is lands on David, but man, does Eric to get the brunt in of all the physical abuse? David yeah. just has to deal with like, you're not really my sister right now. I'm still gonna bury you alive. Which let me just say. Uh, out of all the things that happen in this movie, the scary stuff, the gory stuff, to me, which this used to be my desktop background, uh, probably the scariest part in this movie for me is when he's burying her, and then it cuts back to her, and she's in the bag. David. And her eyes are open, David, and she's, like, smiling. What are you doing? <laughs> no, not when she's normal, oh. when she's possessed, and she's, like, smiling at him. Oh. And she's, like, you know... Uh, whatever she says about like being in hell or whatever, like uh, the look on her face, dude, that is absolute pure nightmare fuel for me. And I think I've told you uh, maybe on a podcast somewhere, maybe not that, uh, you know, I've got a real problem with uh, dead bodies with their eyes open. Yeah. Cause I've, I've seen a few and, um, yeah, that's that is something. That's not how it happens in the movies. They don't have the control to to close the eyes. The eyes stay open, and the and the muscles in the jaw go slack. So no one has a closed mouth and closed eyes. And eyes look really weird on dead people. Uh, yep. And and the way that that sequence is shot with her in the plastic bag, and still kind of being able to see her eyes and the and the yeah. sunkenness around her eyes. It's so fucking scary. Nothing even needs like, I just picture that and I get goosebumps. I just get grossed out. I get freaked out. Uh, every time that happens when I'm watching the movie, and I watch it, like I said, a lot, probably once a month, <laughs> that sequence comes up, I avert my eyes on purpose. I don't want to see it. I do not like it. That's one of those things that you and I, quote, say, bother. <laughs> it, it bothers me. That bothers me. me. Are you scared? <laughs> no. Just... I don't like it. <laughs> Gonna sleep with the light on. I'm not. <laughs> it's awfully dark yeah. in here. Open yeah. the door. Me? Afraid? I don't have to take this. I'm gonna go sleep in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a claustrophobic. Close space in closed spaces just bother me. <laughs> Never even looked at another man before. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, I really, really want to touch on. How, okay, I have another the question for you here because I know you are definitely in the same camp as me. So I don't. I'm only asking this for anyone else listening to this. Okay. But this movie ends. Credits roll. We have the post credits scene, which yeah. Marvel likes to take credit for this. No, post credit scenes were a thing before Marvel started doing it. Every goddamn movie. Acknowledge, Roman Reigns, acknowledge me. It was before then. We get a side shot of Bruce Campbell's face, and he says groovy. We know 
that's just a wink. That's just a thanks for being a fan of the franchise. Yeah. But there are folks out there that are like, no, this has to mean there's continuity between Ash's Evil Dead franchise and this franchise. I'm telling you right now, there's not. (laughs) No. And and let me also say, uh, Bruce Campbell himself went on record. So, first of all, he gave us three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. They stretched it as far as they could. And, they, and he straight uh, up said, like, if it gets canceled, it's your guys' fault. And you weren't watching yeah. it. <laughs> you wanted us. You wanted me back. I'm back. Here it is. Uh, re- recently, he did an interview talking about the new Evil Dead film that's coming out, Evil Dead Rise. And he said, this one is, this one is heavy. This one is uh, gory, scary. But it's going to hit you where you live, which is is the way that he said that means to me that uh, Ash is going to die. So he can say, stop fucking asking me to be in movies. I'm almost 70. I don't want to fucking run around with a chainsaw in my hand anymore. I want to gain some weight and sit on a fucking beach. I mean, well, he did that in Burn Notice. He just keeps going, keeps coming back to this. I like how he's all. I think since Army of Darkness, he's like, we're done, we're done. But he keeps finding ways to come back, even after the show. And he's like, I am, I am not doing any more Ash bullshit again until we hey, do buddy, this. You want to come back and do some Ash stuff? Yeah, he's like, you want to do the voiceover work and a console console for this brand new video game we're doing? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's different because you don't have to be screen. You know, handsome. You can sit in a fucking true in your kitchen and be like. To me, it all movie. keeps going back to like, and like him saying, like, I'm not doing anymore. Like, I'll believe it when I don't see it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just keep seeing it. It's kind of like uh, I'm fine with it all. Just kind of like I'm in the same boat of like uh, Kevin Smith talking about all these movies that he's going to be making or turning them into t- like mini series. Like the hits, hit somebody was supposed to be his next movie, and then somehow it turned into him doing the Clerks uh, three. Yeah, Clerks was supposed to be happening, and Clerks still is... They, until something is out, I'm not saying it's happening. Even though he's like saying, well, filming is wrapped, yada, yada, yada. Show me something, and then I'll then I'll say it. But he's <laughs> put so many different things. Like, Mallrats 2 was supposed to be a thing. He's got everybody back for that. And then everything else that he's said he's going to do, he's going to make the Canadian horror trilogy, which he still hasn't made, Moose Jaws. So it's like that. I'll believe all that when I see it. And for Bruce Campbell, like I'll believe you're done when I don't see any more of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to walk away from that paycheck for sure. You know? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I would. I would be going back every time too, no matter how irritating it was. Cover me in the blood. I'll do it one more time. What the hell? Yep. And and I'll tell you this: uh, as as happy as I would be to see him move on. I'm I'm equally as happy when he puts the blue shirt on, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm and I'm kind of torn because I love Ash versus Evil Dead. We're obviously not going to cover Ash versus Evil Dead in a in a podcast because we would have to cover the entire three season run in an episode. But uh, he's very much Army of Darkness Ash. Oh yeah, that turned up to eleven in this series. Yeah, that Ash is just taken over. The Ash from mm-hmm. Evil, the Evil Dead, and more or less Evil Dead Two is gone. Uh, yeah. AOD Ash is reign supreme and just yeah has continued on. So mm-hmm. that's just what we got. Now, although we won't talk about the series, we will spoil you a little bit early. Like we are gonna do one more episode on this shit. In two weeks, we're going to come back, and we've had enough time to actually get into it now. 
we're going to talk about playing this game, which encompasses everything but the 2013 movie as of this moment So in time. far, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've given our Brown Panty Award. We've talked about a lot of the stuff in the film. Is there anything else you want to cover in the film before we move on to our next segments? Uh, no, but I will just fine point that there is no continuity between the two fucking series. It was just a little wink nod. Thanks for being a fan. It's like the Delta being in the background for the shot. Mm-hmm. It's just there for us. You Not everything has to be in continuity. Stop it. It's yeah. I mean, unless you're just doing it for the fu- fucking fun of it, which is fine because we'll do that all day too. If we were wanted to go down that road, we could, but it's not canon. It's no fan stuff. <laughs> if you're trying <laughs> yeah, to make it canon, so, stop it. Just have fun with it, it. It's just fan service, and that's all there is to it. Well, now that we're done gushing about this film. <laughs> That's a, that's a very appropriate term for this week's show. It really is. Because gushing is happening all over the screen. No one, this, and um, I would put this right next to the other Sam Raimi uh, movie, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Nobody knows how to close their fucking mouth when projectile vomit and blood and shit is spewing. Gross. But, yeah, it's time to uh, time to look at the true critique of this film. We've been talking for almost an hour but we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not we're not qualified to handle this kind of thing. Nope. If you want qualified folks, you got to jump onto the interwebs and not type in 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast or 3B Video on YouTube. You type in Amazon.com, review section, and you drop that fucker all the way down to one-star reviews. Hated it. <sighs> we got a few on this bad boy, starting with I bet. yeah Marissa J Bradshaw, so MJB on August sixteenth, twenty twenty, one star. Never take a friend's recommendation for a movie. Oof. Well, hell, I had such high I had such high expectations for this movie. Instead, I got lousy, stupid, plotless, uninteresting, dull, not good horror. Holy fuck, those are a lot of words I would not use to describe this movie. <laughs> Didn't like the characters. Love the first Evil Dead. I love horror movies. And the majority of them are still just... Are still... Are just sill and senseless. The majority mm-hmm. of them are sill and senseless. I'm, silly. I'm guessing silly. She just, this is just yeah. fucked off the Y. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> that's a really harsh review right out of the gate. Uh, and I'm going to take that one to heart because I completely disagree. Well, <laughs> maybe you might carry here more on June 21st, 2021. She says one star. No. <laughs> did not like. That's it. No, did not like. No, did not like. This one I had, this one also very short, but I love the, I love the name of this username. This, this is a fucking character I want in a movie or we both create in our Uh, perspective UFC WWE games this is from Colorado Ken (laughs) Colorado spelled with a K (laughs) oh boy Colorado Ken August 26 2018 (laughs) one star lame geesh this movie shucked geese geesh G-I-S-H I'm geesh 
Jeez. Jish. Jish. That's all that Gish, this movie sucked? Gish, this movie sucked. I just... I will never understand the, the true commitment to the hater to www.amazon.com and then type in Evil Dead and then go down to write a review. He, and yeah, <laughs> he did more work getting to the site to type in his review than he did typing the actual review. Yeah. But I wanted wow, to add it because dedication. I love that username, Colorado Can. <laughs> Gish. Like it sounds like an on reporter type thing. Like I wish we had a correspondent <laughs> in Colorado Ken we could get our insight from. <laughs> Now let's uh, talk to the eye in the sky with Colorado Ken. See, that, that just fucking rolls off the tongue. <laughs> this one, I feel, is honest. Okay. And I can get behind this one. This is from Chris on February 26, 2019. One star. Horrendous. Don't watch this movie. You won't sleep for days. Mm, okay. That's it? That's it. <laughs> well, okay, so he didn't elaborate, but uh, he's, yeah, so he's giving it a one star because it scared him. Yeah, so, so that's a that's a hidden five. That's a deep cut five star hidden absolutely. in a one star. You you you're rating a horror movie badly because it did what it was advertising it would do to you. That's like a Siskel and Ebert review of being like it's a bloody disgusting mess with a bunch of nudity. Don't go see it. I'm first in <laughs> yeah. line. Like, it literally has... I I remember some taglines, I think, after the second run of trailers came out of it, like, the most horrifying film of the decade, maybe. <laughs> Something mean, like that. Like, yeah. like this, movie, this movie fucking shocked people with how scary it really is. I mean, were they really ready for it in 2013? I mean, we had the, the, the Evil Dead. We had The Walking Dead as a TV show, but it wasn't... This uh, mm, splat no. sticky, and in and in, in terms of splat sticky being uh, leaning a little bit more on the splat than the sticky, mm-hmm. and some urine. So yeah, everyone's uh, got a everyone is freaked out by piss. I don't know what that is. <laughs> something everybody I'm does all about the piss. Something everybody does, and then, and then but no one wants to see. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, this this here this is a first I'm gonna do because and these are actually on this these are on the within the same like I don't have to scroll to get to get this done. I'm actually okay. combining two people on this one. So from Albert Gerber, like the baby food, on February eighth, twenty twenty, and Malachi T- Tallenborn. Whoa, that's a sweet name. That dude, that dude uh, builds barns. Yeah, <laughs> is that a Talonborn Talonborn brand? That is that's a, a top shelf brand whiskey. barn. Uh, try to say Talonborn brand barn. Talonborn wow. brand barn. And it's T A L O N B O R N E. Talonborn. Dear God, and it's then, Jason Bourne. That was, and his was on January thirty first, twenty twenty. So both of them. Same exact one-star review. Three simple words. No digital copy! And what year did you say those reviews came? Both in 2020. A month apart, basically. So if you bought the edition that I bought, uh, it has a digital copy, but here's here's the 
fine print about those digital copies they is expire. they expire. Yeah. So, which is another bullshit, bullshit, bullshit uh, reason why digital copies are trash. <laughs> yeah, I when, once I finally jump off that bridge of like building my digital library just for the hell of it, I had to throw out so many papers that had digital copies in it just because they said they ex- already had expired, which is weird because some of them still worked. Like I would still try it to see if they had worked just just because some of them actually still worked. Other ones did not. Like the Batman Nolan series, limited mm-hmm. time to get the trilogy digital copies. Still, I was like, fuck it, I'm trying it. And they all worked. <laughs> but I tried the Batman 66 TV series digital code that also had a time, time stamp <laughs> on it. Did not work. Huh. Never know. Yeah. Digital is trash. Yep. I have a pretty cool library, but it's literally, I, I, I don't really count it. And like when Raj hooks me up with a digital code for a movie that he's got, I don't count it as part of my collection. It's like a guest star on my show. Right. It's not Right. It's not if official. it's not on the shelf, you don't really own it, you know? Like, that's no, just you, how it is. You can't own the air. Who owns a tree? Who can own a rock? Only the great <laughs> spirit. <laughs> nice. This one I don't entirely get. This is from Dennis on March 6, 2021. One star. Not the worst. A little strange. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Not 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 the worst, but uh, a little strange. Yeah. I guess. And my last one star from Bex01. This is topical. July thirtieth, twenty thirteen. So this is like right after it came out. One star. Three people found this helpful. Before I go into this, awful. Awful, awful. Even worse than the original. I was hoping for more scares. Less gore, I guess. Oh, well. (laughs) Ah, that was almost Onyx the Fortuitous. I guess, oh, well. If you love excessive (laughs) gore, you'll probably enjoy it. Just wasn't for me. Do you want me to try an Onyx rerun of it? Sure. Awful, yeah. awful, awful. Even worse than the original. I was hoping for more scares, less gore, I guess. But oh well. I don't know. You love excessive gore. Probably enjoy it. Wasn't for me. I don't know. <laughs> One day we got to have him as a guest. I would fucking lose my shit. Um, uh, I mean, it's he's not like 100% wrong. Like Because if you're not a gore hound, you're probably not going to like it. But... I also feel like the scares are equal to the gore. Yeah, they're not just they're not twenty ten reliant on just blah loud noise scare you blah come no. out the corner and scare you. It's it's got more uh, more weight behind them, and even though the first Evil Dead, I guess, isn't really like ultra gory. I feel like Evil Dead is still pretty, like, the whole franchise is still lumped in with pretty gory stuff. Even Army of Darkness, I would still throw in that camp, even though there's not really any in that at all. But, I I mean, every movie has fountains, gallons of blood used. Yeah. So that should should just come with the territory. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of the franchise, I think by the time you get to the remake... It's pretty safe to assume that you're gonna get what makes the what makes the franchise tick in the remake. Also, so yeah. But uh, you know, I 
everybody's surprised by something. Everybody, uh, <laughs> to me, to me, it's like a proctologist coming home from work for the first day, going, "Man, I'm just looking at assholes all day." <laughs> yep. Who who to thunk it? Yep. Well, now that we're done with the Amazon one star reviews, evil. What does that mean? <sighs> it's time to play the game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game! It's all about the game, and how you play it. Me is not here, you fucking idiot. Scissors, be raped in hell. <laughs> oh, sister rape. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. And you're probably scratching your head wondering what is the game. Well, allow me to let you know. The game is a deep cut in and of itself, where you have to pick a prop from the film that we are covering, but it cannot be a well-known prop. And since we're covering the Evil Dead franchise, minus Ash this time, uh, you know, don't say the Delta, don't say uh, the Cabin, I guess. Those are two fucking low-hanging fruit things. The Chainsaw, you can't say the Chainsaw. You can't say that. Uh, You gotta pick a deep cut, because as Evil likes to say, you go deep. Or you get the fuck out of my cabin. <laughs> so, um, I think I think I'll go first. Um, I had a few. I had a few that I was kind of uh, toying around with, but I'm gonna omit one because <laughs> based on our based on our conversation, I think I know what you're gonna pick. Oh boy, I need to know what you're what you think I'm gonna pick before I say. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to go with my, my first impulse okay. of what I want is the dead dog prop of Grandpa. <laughs> uh, my second mm-hmm. that I that I feel like I need is the broken hypodermic needle. But what I thought you were going to pick, which is why I'm omitting it, is the back of the toilet, the tank lid, tank that he lid. bashes his girlfriend's fucking skull in with. Uh, I can't go with the toilet tank lid because, uh, sidebar personal story, I actually broke my toilet tank lid in my basement like uh, two years ago. And uh, <laughs> while I was trying to repair something in the toilet, had it leaning sideways and it fell and broke. And uh, actually cut my hand pretty good, which I, that's when I learned, oh, man, porcelain is fucking sharp. <laughs> and I still don't have a toilet tank lid that fits this goddamn toilet. Cause it's you such got a, aluminum foil over it, right? Yeah, I just put foil over it because I'm like, because <laughs> that was my, at the time, temporary fix. I'm like, I'll find a toilet. How hard can it be to find a toilet, a toilet tank lid? I see people throwing toilets out on the side of the street all the time. Like during big trash days, like I can find a toilet tank lid. I'll just grab one off the street. I've grabbed like three tank lids. Not a damn one fits this fucking toilet. So the last thing I want is another goddamn toilet lid. So my prop is because I feel it has just as useless <laughs> of oh. symbolism in this movie as the goddamn original movie. I'm taking now the wood carved necklace of Mia. Ah, excellent. I thought maybe you would take the bag of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of person do you think I am? Got to get that to Nordberg. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give me a couple of days on that one. Oh, man. 
Uh, that's an excellent prop, and, and I should have seen that coming because you and I have had many a conversation of the uh, the uselessness of the, um, I mean, the necklace. It is a weird-ass necklace that they try to explain a little bit more in this one, but both of them are just pretty pretty much there just to be there, and they're only there to like remind somebody of their humanity. And mm -hmm. it's, it's funny in both instances. <laughs> this necklace is the one who does it. <laughs> It's like, oh, they they went and made it a wood card one, which I guess is more fitting for this for this edition of the film than the original one, which I like that they mm. kept having that necklace like dropped in the shape of a skull with the chain. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I was like, that that goddamn fucking magnifying glass lens necklace <laughs> was supposed to be how they got rid of the book originally, but they scrapped that. But somehow that necklace design has made its way to 2013. <laughs> So, if you're listening, uh, and you have your very own deep cut prop, you can let us know. I believe you can comment on the podcast via Spotify, but if you're not uh, listening to us via podcast apps and you're listening to us through our Patreon, you can comment on the podcast on our Patreon, let us know what prop you would pick. You can find us on YouTube at 3B Video. You can join our Discord server, uh, Buddies Forever, which has links in all of our YouTube videos, and you can let us know the prop that you pick for each and every podcast episode that we do, because we play this game every two weeks. It's just how we like to end our Deep Cut podcast. It's entirely true. Used to be a way to kill time, and now it's just a way to wrap up, wrap up a show, and it's always fun to... If you're meeting a celebrity, I don't know what to ask them. Uh, play the prop game with them. Fuck it. We've mm -hmm. done it. Yes. You do it. Yes. So, uh, on that note, I suppose we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us? Right? Raj, kiss me, you dirty cunt.